Tim no. Salmon episode, Rocks in the Outfield. It's Max right here. Before we get into it, real quick, you see the fade. Went to Rico's. Rico's in Fullerton. The best place I go. The only place I go to get my hair cut. Um, it's actually well-owned. Uh, David, my barber, he's great. Hit him up. I'll have a graphic somewhere here. Rico's in Fullerton. Make sure you hit that up. Um, before we get started, is there anything you want to cover? Why the fuck have I not got a haircut? Broke. I need a fucking... Nah. Bro. I'm ready. Javi Baez coming soon, papi. All right. Before we get started into this episode, uh, real quick, we do have a great episode 15, Tim Salmon episode. We have stuff to talk about. Tell them what the fuck we just did. We have an interview with Jose Moda coming up. The Jose Moda. At the back of the show. Great interview. He was awesome. Um, going to link his foundation in the description. Make sure you guys donate, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, ten, whatever you can. Make sure you send that out, um, and we will have info in the uh, description. Let's L- get started. Lib Lincoln bio. You're. I don't even know. I don't even know how to podcast anymore. First video. First video. We're fucking out here, baby. Rocks and Outfield episode fifteen. You know what time it is? Ass boys. It's your boy Carl. Shout out Greg. Why? I mean, yeah, I'm a why. Fuck, Greg. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck, man. What's up, man? Good week. Huge. Good week. Crazy time in the world. Crazy time. I don't know if good good week is the right answer. I mean, yeah, baseball completely took a backseat. COVID took a backseat. COVID took a backseat, bro. Baseball took a backseat, and then COVID took a backseat to that. Baseball season was, like, almost close, it seemed like, and then COVID was, like, yeah, no, COVID there's was no like what. hold my virus, you know? There's no what. Like, it's – And then the world just said I don't even know what's on the agenda, but let, let's pull up the agenda. Let's take a look. Well, let, let me, okay, first, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Go off. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's crazy time. It's crazy time to be alive, really. If you're racist, you're not going to like this. If you're racist, don't watch. Don't, don't be our fans, please, or listen. With all due respect, we love everyone that supports us. We are huge, Except if you're racist. We are huge proponents of people expressing themselves, having different beliefs. But if those beliefs are discriminatory or prejudiced towards other people, get the fuck out. No, we have no time for that. Zero time. So with that being said. None of the time. Uh, rest in peace. Damn, rest in peace. A lot of people right now, like George Floyd, 
I'm on yeah. Henri. But like yeah. most recently, Minnesota, the stuff that happened in Minnesota, the police killed George Floyd. It's not cool. We're not. We've been we've been big on telling people, telling people to not let anyone tell them how to feel. So you have every right to be angry. You have every right to be sad. You have every right to be confused because I'm sure. I mean, Max and I, as two Mexican-American individuals, have experienced some sort of discrimination in our lifetime. But it's Whether not, we know it or not. And it's not, but it doesn't compare to what not black people have experienced here, currently experienced, as we see. Like, there's still I want to think, you can't really blame anyone for, like, not saying anything. Like, obviously, Mike Trout hasn't said anything. I don't, ex- like, I'm not mad at him. You know what I mean? Like, but at the same, on the same I don't level, need celebrities to go out there and say shit. But at the same time, on the same token, they have these platforms that we have. We have a combined fucking couple thousand followers, right? Yeah. They have millions of like. Yeah. Maybe one racist will see Mike Trout say, "Yo, Black Lives Matter," this and that, you know, and they'll be like, "Ah, oh, fuck," you know, like. Well, they're like bummed out. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. No, I'm saying like maybe it, it, you never know. It could be like, ah, oh, fuck. Like maybe I, I do have to look at this shit differently. Yeah, I was thinking. Bro, like, I was truly thinking, like, how stupid someone has to be. Like, how dumb. And it's, I might not even dumb might, might not be the right word, but, like, how, like, out of touch are you that you think, like, this person is so-and-so skin tone, they're less than dumb does work, though. Bro, like, how, I can't even, as a joke, think that way. For If a guy drinks and drives and crashes, regardless of his skin color, like, you're an idiot. But... Without that, if he's just white, black, whatever, like you can't make an assumption just based on this guy sucks because X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a touchy subject. Nobody wants to hear it, but it is just like silence. I saw a thing that said silence is like a strong statement, right? So that's why I said something. I tweeted something yesterday just to let, you know, I have friends that are African-American. I have friends that are minorities. I have friends that are white. But just to let them know that we're on their side, I mean, I guess that, that goes a long way. Um, yeah. And a lot of times being silent is also being complicit, yeah. which is in at times just as bad. I mean, as we saw with the Lloyd situation, there's three other cops fucking standing. Yeah. There's the guys dying on the floor, right? That's, like, what, uh, that's what I was thinking. Of. That's what I'm like, bro, like, it's like you, you and your friends, they, you're with your friends, they jump somebody. You don't jump them, but you're sitting there, like, just letting it happen. Like, you might as well just fucking jump them, too. And you've seen that in videos where, like, someone's getting jumped, right? Yeah. And then, like, say the guy's knocked out and the guy keeps going. There's always one guy. I don't know what side he's on, but he's always like, yo, yo, yo. Like, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. He's yeah. Done. And nothing, we can see that. And he's a cop. And yeah. like, I, I tried to be a cop out of high school or whatever. and didn't happen. And I see this shit going on, and I'm like, bro, I would never do that. And also, I mean, that's a good, a good transition, too. People are saying, fuck the police, fuck 12, you know, all that. That's like a blanket statement, but then you have these other people like, there are good cops. Like, yes, I know. The way I broke it down as simply like a fucking caveman, as basic as I could, I got attacked by a dog when I was a kid, right? Like eight years old. Fuck me up, got bit me by my hair inside my head, my ear and shit. Fuck me up, whatever. I was scared as fuck of dogs for, for like all the time. I want to say until like a couple years ago, I was like, fuck, like, like a big dog, you're like, oh, fuck. Just in dogs in general, like, ah, I'm good. I don't really want to fuck with you. I don't, I don't want to be around dogs. And that's because I got attacked by a dog. That was my only experience, my only run-in. Like, that's not, there's, 
I have a dog now. He's the fucking nicest dog in the world. Like, it doesn't mean he's a bad dog. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't mean every dog is bad. Yeah. There are awesome dogs out there. But there are the ones that fuck you up and bite you when you're a kid. Yeah. And that's the same way. We know not all cops are bad. We know that there are good cops. There are people that do the right thing. There was, like, a protest in Flint, and the cops, like, the, the chief, he, like, put his baton down. He's like, yo, we're going to walk with that you. That was cool. That guy that was, was tight as fuck. So, of course, there are those in the world. But if you're one of them or if your dad is one of them, your brother's one of them, then you shouldn't be worried about this statement of people saying fuck the police because the run-ins that they've had with them have been bad and that's what they know at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't want to... It's just such a... It's, bro, it's such a like... And you guys have probably heard it. Taboo, yeah, they've heard yeah. it all. So, so without just to get that, people, just to get the elephant in the room addressed because it's yeah. a lot going on. And we had to, we couldn't not address it. We're with, you know, like I saw a thing, it's like my fight is your fight. Yeah. That That's... Just where we stand. It was like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what you're going through, but I stand with you. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm with that. You know, Black Lives Matter. We rock with you guys. We don't We don't want to see anybody oppressed. We don't want to do none of that. Not at all. Real quick. Let's talk our shit, baby. What's your fucking... How much you get paid a year? A million? Get, get a closer number. A billion? <laughs> how much you make a year? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Like, how much? Ballpark. 100 racks. All right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Now I'm going to ask you to do the same work for okay. 20. 20 racks? Yeah. I'm out. You sure? I'm out, dude. All right. What about 25? No. That's what they're doing to the MLB guys. They want Mike Trout to make $7 million a year. Yeah. Okay. Can't Mike, do that. Mike Trout's not a good example in this, though. It's a perfect example. No, no, no. It's not. It's because I, see, I, I know, I know it has going. to be. No, it's no, a no, perfect no, example. Listen, though. listen, I know where you're going. It's not, a, it's not a good. It's good for us. It's not a good example to explain it to the boomers, to the casual. Fuck like, them. No, but listen. You're telling Mike Trout, Mike Trout makes $35 million, right? Yeah. Every single penny of that is earned. Well, well deserved. Yeah. Then they asked him to take 17 and a half. Then they said, nah, seven, right? Yeah. But through the whole world, it's still $7 million. Like, he should be grateful, right? So I think a better instance is, like, your boy, your favorite, what? Your favorite pitcher. No. What's up, cuz? Fucking catch me Snell? outside. Snelly? Blake Snell won the sign last year. Yeah. Makes a million dollars. Okay. So he would make, like, uh, I have a he would make, like, 300000 right? Some, uh, four, 200, I think. 200-something. Yeah, that's rough. That's shitty. But think about, like, Mike Trout was... He earned. Don't get me wrong. Still, Every, still bullshit. But I'm saying when he you, had to yeah. bust his ass for six, seven years yeah, yeah. to get to four hundred thirty million dollar contract, and the first year he's going to reap the benefits. They're like, I know, nah, seven mil. It's just fuck that. Because to us, we're logical humans. We understand. We're if it's not obvious, we're on the player's side. We're on this guy's side. You know, we don't in this fight with the billionaires versus the millionaires. We're taking the side of the people that we can relate to more. And since me and Max... Both, and the funner options. Since me and Max, both millionaires? We're with the players. Because... Thousandaire. <laughs> Thousandaire. I got the stimulus check, so I'm a thousandaire. Thousandaire. No, we just... Yeah, I, it's bullshit. It's bullshit all around. I know I what you're would you like? Would you blame Mike Trout if you didn't play? Fuck no. Because nah, that's all his... That's his bread that he did everything he could. Brand dumb, too. I want to be... Like, if the Angels just said, nah, we don't want to play, like, I, I hear you. It's 
If Rendon didn't want to play, if Otani didn't want to play, if Keen Middleton didn't want to play, guys like Keenan, I wouldn't be mad. Guys I wouldn't like, be mad. Guys like Keenan, like can't be mad at the play. I don't think Keenan breaks the bank. He he lives good. You know he lives. He makes his bread. I, we could actually look it up. Yeah, and he would be know. fucked in this. Yeah, I, I, we need to have. I would love to have a player's perspective. Um, because I, I think if baseball, working on it. I think if baseball came back, our guest Jose Motor. He, does he take a pay cut? No, that's right. a good question. I don't even know if we could have asked him. Jose Motor's fucking tight. He's dude. tight guy. Cool guy. He's tight. Um, I'm just trying to think. My phone's hot as fuck. I don't like how much taller than me you look. I'm not. I'm also up. for people that have never seen us in in real life. Max is not this big. Six four. No. Five four. <laughs> Closer. I just so think- this is obviously the first episode film. Yeah. I don't know how often we're gonna do it. Uh, every time. Every time? Yeah. Fuck it. Every single time. Yeah, that's tight, dude. Okay. Um, we are waiting on microphones, so if it sounds weird, bear with us. Uh, everything's on back order. I guess everyone wanted to be a podcaster while the pandemic was going on, right. which seems like to totally have taken a backseat to racism. Um, and it's just kind of crazy to think that, like, makes you question. Bro, 2020, this podcast has been through Kobe's death, um, a recession, yeah. a pandemic, uh, a racist riot uproar. Uh, and we're still here. Canceling baseball. The league. Yeah, the league canceled. getting canceled the first year. Um, so the, one of the cool things about Jose Moto was like, we can't, he won, the first year he started in 2002, they, the Angels won a championship. Literally just hopped on. He, he just told us about it. He hopped on. He said they started 6-14, and 14, which is dog shit. I think it's 6-18. and 18. Well, he, I think he's. 6 a, and some, 6 and bad. And I, dude, he was like, yeah. No, he, he just was like, I don't know. He's like, oh, it's my fault. He's, he's like, oh, fuck, I got here. And they just started doing this yeah. shit. And then I think, tell them, tell them your theory of what they should do. Bro, if Jose Moda, so the first year he was a uh, play-by-play guy, they won the World Series. Yeah, his first year, his first year with the team. Yeah. Now it's our first year as a thing. Perfect. If Jose Moda quits on Monday – and then gets rehired Friday, and that's his first year again, I think we'll win a World Series. Or, to take another direction, you hire us. Cut. No, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even do that. Fine. What if they hired us? They hire us and we go 0-162. <laughs> They're going to play 162 games, but I don't know. I think even if we win it this year, no one's giving us credit. Whoever wins it is not getting credit. Dodgers yeah. win it. They're not getting credit. Yankees win it. They're gonna have twenty eight. They're gonna have twenty seven and a half championships. Phillies win it. Harper is not gonna count. Astros what? win it for sure. What number to count? Like what number of games do you have to play for it to count? Do you have to be one sixty two? Hundred something? Because I, I want to say I think there was like a lock, like an NBA lockout, and the, the Rockets won, and they'd be yeah. like, yeah, you fucking won. Lockout yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Off. yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I do. It, it seems like we get close, and then. We take like two steps forward, and, and it's then, all fucked up. And then three steps back. I'm trying to see what else I was supposed. So we did the Ichiro challenge. I don't know if you guys have seen that. No, don't show mine. I'm not going to show it. I'll I'll post the video later, but oh, yes. talk about it right now. Harder than it looks. I missed all of them. So the Ichiro I, I, one. I, I don't know if that was. Yeah. I don't know if that was a spoiler. I missed yeah. every time. For those of you guys that don't know what we're talking about, Ichiro challenge. 
he had it was an old video from like fuck how to get 20 years ago huh no i think that was recent no that was old but regardless he had get off your phone dude we have company sorry he had four bats lined up and he just he was like at the pitcher's mound and he was just casually I'm trying to see how long ago that was he casually just grabs it and just fucking yeet no he looks old as fuck here really yeah dude look he's old as hell are you sure well he has white hair with the mariners i think Regardless, it's hard as fuck. Very hard. They have four bats lined up. You guys should try it. to each other. One, two, three, four. And he's just rocketing baseballs. Knocks them all down four. Like four in a row. You guys should try it. Um, damn. So each road challenge, the world's on fire. No baseball still. Um, Lucas Giolito going ex- off. The guy, yeah, you told me. Wait. What? I'm trying to see. Hold somehow. On. Hold on. Hold on. No, somehow, every single this? week, ah. Trevor Bauer finds his way into the Trevor Bauer show. We just put Trevor Bauer back there. We, <laughs> should, we should just put Trevor Bauer up here. Trevor Bauer and ex-big league pitcher Kyle Loesch, who was a baller back in the day when he was playing. He's retired now. Oh, they got into it. They were fucking beefing it. Basically, yikes. Trevor Bauer just dropped the fucking hammer. He hit him with the okay boomer. I don't know who won that one, but it, I agree. Trevor Bauer, the guy has – why does he talk? Why does Loesch even talk? They were beefing it because, like, about the money thing, right? And Loesch is basically saying, if you guys really care about the game, you really – you you love it. Like, you care about what we've built. By we, he's saying, like, the players before. Yeah. He's saying, if you guys care about what we've built, you'll take the pay cut. You'll do – you'll play. You'll put it on the show for these fans, whatever. Like, which, granted, as a fan, me being selfish, I wanted to happen. I wanted to see baseball. Yeah, me too. But I also don't want that to come at the expense of a guy's life, like lifestyle. Oh, relax, Blake Snow. Like, no, I'm over relax. His life. I'm it's saying one year. I'm they're saying, gonna be fine, but okay. this isn't their fault, though. It's not. It's at, if it comes at the expense of guys not getting what they deserve, what they've right. And I done. hate. I fucking hate when someone's like, "Oh, well, people from regular jobs." Like, I don't give a fuck. Like it sucks. Yeah, it's like a it's like a reverse call her daddy. Like a reverse situation. Yeah. The call her daddy girls were making, they signed a contract, they're making their money, whatever, and they wanted to get more. And they're like, no, we're not going to play. The players want to play, but they're asking them to get less. They're asking them, like, hey, like, we'll take half. And then, like, now nah, take, they're like, take another take shot. half of that. Take like a prorated fucking half. Like, bro, how are you going to prorate on something that's already. MLB is so far behind. Like, bro, what the fuck are you thinking? Already earned a $3.3 billion. Hey. Oh, even worse, dude. The minor leaguers. I think. Uh, I the saw, minor league shit is nuts. These I dudes saw, can't even afford Chipotle. I forgot what I forgot what team it was. I saw. Was it the Yankees that said they're, they're paying their minor leaguers $400 No, a week? the Twins. And they weren't? No, no. Someone actually is. Someone on the East Coast. They're like, they're paying. The Red Sox, I think. Uh, someone. They're paying their minor leaguers four hundred a week for the remainder of like I think through June. Okay, and that's pretty tight. I've seen some through September and August, but then it's also I think the Twins was like the Twins is like we're gonna pay them, and then some guy on the Twins is like, I'm not getting paid. Where the fuck is my money? He's the guy from More the Millers. Like you guys are getting paid? (laughs) Yeah, bro. Like 
how hard is it just to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you guys, or no, we won't. Or, like, it sucks, but as a business person, like, I understand, like, okay, we got to cut costs, but at the same time, these people, like, like the resume is just going to be like, yeah, I just played baseball. And it's like, they're going to have to get a job somewhere else. And that's just brutal. That's just pain. Yeah. Fuck, dude. It's, yeah, it's tough. Especially like some of these dudes that come out of high school. And it's like, come out of high school. And just like, if you're not going to the pros, and I think we should probably have a couple minor leaguers on to explain the process. Because I think not a lot of people see really what goes on. Like, you see the Bryce Harpers, and it's just like straight to the big leagues. And then you see the trial who obviously works his way through. But it, there's so many names of minor leaguers that just, like, they never make it to the show. And, like, things like that are, like, tough because, like, bro, $400 a week sure sounds great to some people. If you don't have any bills and your rent's paid or whatever, sure. But, like, four, like you can't do anything. $400 shit. Can't do nothing in like a nice way. Four hundred dollars a week is like. Shit. Think about it. If they got their stimulus check. They got three weeks of work in one check, and they're pro baseball players. They could. I mean, like, yeah, like the big the big guys could probably sell their autographs and do things like that. The smaller guys is kind of where it sucks. And I think there's enough money to go around. Shout out David Price paying everyone out of his own pocket. That's tight. I feel like someone on every team should do that, but. I can't spend other people's money, so I don't know. But also, someone on our team should do that, but their money is being taken away too. It sucks, but I mean, like, if worst case, yeah, the owner should do it, but if they're not going to do it, I mean, tough to say. I, I think I would step up. I'd like to think I would, but it's just, it's impossible to think. Like, it, there's no way. Like, it's, it's, we can only, unbelievable. It, it, we can only do so much in terms of, like, yeah, we can put ourselves in other people's shoes, but until we're actually in the situation, yeah, it's tough to know. You don't think you do? Like, I mean, I, I would like to say, that. of course, I would like to. I would like, like, I'm kind of surprised that like Pujols or Trout haven't. I know. It's also like I don't know. I'm literally got a loss for words for it because it's like I'm so torn. I'm on the player side for sure, but I also want baseball better. Yeah, I want them to be like, yeah, we're, all right, fuck it, we're gonna play. I, I mean, I just have it's not gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. And day to day, my thought changes, but it's just not gonna happen. I think the like fucking for it to end over just money is like such the biggest amount of bullshit. I think the right word is like, but I mean, we're on the basketball. The right, the right word is probably like, it's like petty. What's stopping them from well, doing Baseball Island? My phone is blowing up. Why? Public safety alert. Citywide curfew. The county of Los Angeles is declaring that a curfew will be in place from 6 p.m. tonight to 6 a.m. tomorrow for all Los Angeles County, including all cities within the county. Traveling to and from work, seeking or giving emergency care, credential media, and the homeless who are sheltering in place are exempt. Wow, other breaking news. MLB owners perfectly willing to cancel 2020 season to save money. Was that just two just news bombs just fucking back-to-back? -back? We're not getting baseball. I literally feel like Jaden Smith in The Karate Kid. And he says, I fucking hate it here. I want to go home. Yeah, I hate it here, too. Also, we're... Okay, let's fucking come on. Be happy. Be happy. I can't. We have to be happy. Two, two bomb guys. We have to do something. All right. Let's, let's do a segment. We literally... This is all we... This is all we fucking... This is all I know, dude. I quit, I quit my job to become a podcaster. That's <laughs> good. I literally just want... 
I don't know what to do with like cancel baseball. Like, what are we gonna talk about? We'll be fucking rocks, rocks on the tennis court. We need one segment and then we'll wrap it up. I'm trying to think of what we should do. This is Tim Salmon episode number 15. Two, I, what? I have two things I need to tell you. Go off. First thing, there's two things we haven't done in a long time. Yes. We've not given a halo of the week. Haven't done that. In like six weeks. Nobody's been deserving. True. We also haven't given a foul ball. Also true. Let's get into that. Foul ball of the week. Got to be Minnesota police. Uh, that's funny. I was going to stick in Minnesota as well. Max Kepler. What do you do? Oh, fuck. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> hey, Max. Is it- I'm Max. And you're Max. Stop. When If we ever meet Max Kepler, hey, we're both. You guys are going to go. No, we're not. Because we're not racist. Dude. Max Kepler, something you and I both have in common. We're both bad at baseball. Something you and I don't have in common. Fuck, Mike Trout, stay on the screen. You're uh, so racist. You're either, this is the best case scenario for Max Kepler. One, racist. And pro cop, I guess, kind of seems that way. Two, just stupid. So best Either case, not being good. I think best case scenario for him, so he like retracted it, right? Okay, if you guys don't know, Max Kepler posted a, like an Instagram story with a face mask. With one of those, like the blue line face masks. Like, somebody somebody sent him an American flag. He's black and white with a blue line. The, 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 the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. They put the, he put the mask on. He took the picture, right? Any other time past six months would be fine. Wouldn't have been a big deal. Literally. The to worst, post it the day after. The worst possible time they could go. To post it the day after everyone's like protesting the police and you're like supporting them. Racist? Or dumb? And either one is, like, not good. The one thing people were saying is that he, I guess he lived in, like, Germany or something. So maybe he doesn't know. But maybe he's I mean, just dumb. Should I go to Germany and wear, like, a fucking Hitler shirt? Probably not. So we're not dumb. Minnesota. I'm going to go ahead and say Minnesota police, of course. You get the foul ball. Minnesota. Yeah, foul ball, Max Kepler. Yours, Minnesota it's police. It's got to be Minnesota PD. Or I think it's Minneapolis PD, right? Whatever. Minneapolis, Minnesota. So... Minneapolis PD, take a fat L. You caused this. Literally, what's going on in the world right now? I mean, maybe they didn't cause it, but it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, it was definitely one of the uh, not goods. Yeah, so it sucks because, I mean, we already talked about it, but fuck, man. Like, there's 67 year old ladies that are like, yeah, they're in the park. They're like, well, yeah, that, oh, fuck, that's another Karen. But, so there's these ladies that are, there's ladies that are marching the street they're like I did this 30 years ago why the fuck do I still have to keep doing this like nothing, yeah, nothing's that. changed saw that. you know like saw that but they're basically saying like dude I've been we've been down this road before and nothing has changed like, you think about it, like 50 years ago isn't that long not at all 50 years ago Nolan Ryan was not even playing yeah. so what are we doing man fucking we're with you guys the fuck five ball hail of, give me a hail of the week hail of the week is gonna go to Jose Moda Jose Mota, Halo Week. First guest. Best guest. Technically, I was the first guest, but. Second guest. Best guest. Definitely best guest. Um, well, I don't know. He's, I, just, I just appreciate him recognizing us as a fucking, you know, the small entity that we are coming on, being legit, giving us stories. I really hope, I kind of invited myself to go do hot yoga with him. That was a little weird. Very weird, but I was like, I'll still do it. I was like, I'll take you up on that offer, and I realized he had an offer, and I was just like, fuck, all right, well, can't wait to do hot yoga with Jose. 
Uh, that was pretty embarrassing. And then, yeah, so he gets my uh, Halo of the Week. It's, so. it's definitely a shooter's league. I, I mean, what else do you really say? Oh, yeah, that was, that was, you might get Halo of the Week. <laughs> Why don't you get Halo of the Week? Give it to yourself. No, I can't give it to myself. Give it to yourself. I'll give it to Jose. You can okay, I'll give it to Carl. Carl, go ahead and give it to Jose real quick, and then I'll give it to Jose Moda, Halo of the Week. Angels legend, Cal State Fullerton World Series champion, mm-hmm. College World Series, all that. Legend. Check out Modus Faces, 100%. Uh, Modusfaces.com? Modusfaces.com. Modusfaces.com. There's more, you'll hear more about it in the interview. Every dollar goes straight to the Dominican Republic. Meal, uh, shoe, ball, baseball equipment, everything goes there. Um, and my Halo of the Week is going to be Carl for getting Jose Moda. It's a shooter's league. You got to just shoot your shot. He DM'd uh, Jose, or not DM, he tweeted at him, tweeted at him, um, and that was great. Ty Buttry, someone on Twitter this week, and it was a little scary to tweet him. Scared, scared to tweet the small accounts because they can see it. I'll tweet Mike Trout all day. He won't see it. Brian Goodwin has seen all of our tweets. Bro, reply. Doesn't reply to any of them. Hey, Brian, race me. Keenan Middleton? Dope. Fucking legend. He, he's going to be – he's going to have a spot on this show long after he's done being an Yeah, Dude, we have, we have to – Keenan, please. By the grace of God. Keenan. You've, like – you've hollered at us on Twitter a few times. Keenan. to us. That's fucking tight, but by the grace of God, if you're listening to this. I'll get a key tattooed on me. I'll get a major. That's weird. Why? How's it weird? It's weird that you – that no. I get major? Yeah. Major and key, dude. Come on. Fuck. Where are you? Keenan, please. Um, what else we got going on? No baseball still. I'm fucking hot. Have to do – wiffle ball might be coming back. Let's fucking – I was going to say let's pick tomorrow, but today's Sunday. Can't. Um, there's one more thing I want to talk about before I burn up to – I'm literally – I'm fucking – This is our first time in our new studio. And by new studio, spot. I mean the fucking office in my backyard. It's hot as hell. And we're struggling. The AC actually works usually, but today it makes too much noise. It's throwing us off. Like being this hot is throwing us off. Yeah, it's making me go loopy. Um, that's no, I don't. I don't know if you had anything else. I think you just open the door, just crack it a bit. No, I'm actually thinking something else. Oh yeah, yard house still not open. Frauds. Oh, um, life's pretty much back slowly back to normal. I mean, unless you're LA. If you're LA, no. Oh, yeah, stay safe. If you're protesting. Everyone, um, real quick, Arya, that looks like it's going to be it. We're, we're blabbering here. Um, go ahead and check. You know, it's coming up. Jose Moda interview right after this, um, and then we'll wrap it up. Guys, take life's troubles 450. Take that racist cop 450. I don't know what else to say. Rocks now filled up so 15. We're working on it. We're okay. We're 6-14 and 14 right now. We're on our way. Hey, but best believe we get that. We're on our way. We get that World Series ring, boy. That ring's too big. Don't shut no. Go. Love y'all. What's up, guys? This is producer Noah here for a quick commercial break to tell you guys about Popple. Popple is this new sponsor that we have for Locker Room Sports. And essentially what Popple is, it's the new age of business cards. So no longer do you have to fumble around in your wallet and try and search for that little piece of paper to give to someone at a party or at a mixer or at a friend's graduation, it doesn't matter. Essentially what Popple does is take care of the business card stuff for you. So let's say you're a YouTuber, let's say you have a Instagram, a professional Instagram account or a website to show off your art. 
what you could do is once you buy Popple, you set it up on your iPhone and boom, you attach it to the back of your phone so that when you meet someone else and you want to share with you your wonderful art, whether it's your YouTube channel or whatever it may be, you just tap the back of that other person's phone, regardless if they have the Popple or not, and boom, on their screen will have all your information, whether it's that YouTube channel, whether it's that art website, or whether it's that photography Instagram page, whatever you want, you can program it to exactly that. You could have, you know, let's say for Roxy Outfield, you could have the Twitter, the podcast on Apple, the podcast on Spotify, and maybe some other thing. You can have Locker Room Sports too. So it's it's wonderful. Like I said, Popple, definitely be sure to go check it out, popple.co, and use promo code LOCKER for 20% off on every purchase there on that website. Once again, that's promo code LOCKER for 20% off on everything at popple.co. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, yeah, guys, we got an extra special edition of Rocks and Outfield today, episode 15, the Tim Salmon episode. We have none other than Angels legend, Cal State Fullerton alum, World Series, College World Series champion, Jose Moda. Jose, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, really happy. Jose, so while we have you, I'll just give you a nice, easy question. Who's your favorite angel on the Angels right now? Oh, man, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it this guy? Let's see. See, I can, I, can, I can go in two directions here. Like my best friend, right, on the team? Yeah. It's Albert Pujols. Okay. La Machina. The best player, I mean, there's no doubt who it yeah. is. It's number 27. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, you know, find a combination between those two, and there's my favorite guy on the team. David Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, man, I love Fletch, man. Oh, my God. See? I can identify with Flex a lot because I was kind of that player, you know, like yeah. very little power, get on base, cause a little havoc on the bases, play different positions. Yeah, I love that. I love David Fletcher. He to me has the potential one day to be an all-star player. Really yeah. do. He's uh, I believe that. He's developed like this crazy following recently too among the fans, which is I mean it's awesome to see, and it's just it came out of nowhere. It seems like. You know what's cool about that is that um. It tells me a lot about what Angels fans really appreciate. Yeah. Which, you know, guys like yourself, um, Carlos and Max, is, it's about understanding what each player brings. It's not about playing off one template, you know, like, oh, this guy is a good player, but he doesn't hit for power. Or this guy is a good player. He has power, but he can't run. So you guys understand that. And that's why I got like Fletcher. No, um, uh, no doubt when Joe Madden came aboard, he's the first player he mentioned. Before yeah, yeah. Mike Trout or Pujols or yeah. Shohei. He's like, I love David Fletcher for a yeah. reason. He's got skills. He's got personality. He relates well to every kid out there. I think it's important that players identify with kids, with young players, that they don't have to be the sexiest in terms of yeah. being 6'3", 6'4", 220 no. power. You know, if it's a pitcher throwing 100 miles an hour. So I really do admire guys like yourself, uh, all those – um, loyal followers of Fletch because this guy is a good player. He's a winning player that's had to work very hard to have that uniform on. Yeah, absolutely. He, he was one of the players where I, I would tell other fan bases, I would tell Dodger fans, Yankee fans, and they, they'd be like, who? So then yeah. finally when Joe Madden came around and Joe Madden started talking about him, then I, I was like, oh, finally someone I can agree with. This is, you know, just a great coach, great major leaguer, um, Joe Madden. This, uh, this guy knows what he's talking yeah. about, so – um, yeah, so I guess since in honor of the 15th episode 
Um, I gotta ask you, do you have 15. like favorite uh like a favorite Tim Salmon moment? Yes. It's that home run that he hit against uh the Giants. Oh yeah, okay in that uh, game six. Yeah. Dude, I mean that moment to me was like if there's a moment that identifies who he was, who he is, you know, our legend. Yeah, yeah. Um, to come through, you know, throughout the playoffs with big hits, just calmly doing his job. But that home run right there is almost like I see a frozen in time when he goes by the third big box. Yeah. And he um he he goes by Ron Renicky. I'm like, man, that should be like the picture that he hangs in his office, right? Oh there. yeah. That identifies Timmy Salmon, who now obviously is also one of our colleagues at Fox. Yeah, and he seems like he's made the transition so seamlessly from player to analyst or, like, he just – he seems so comfortable in his own skin, like, from our perspective. Yeah, he was. And Tim was always a good interview. When I was there as a, as a broadcaster and he was a player, he was always uh, very um, clear and concise with his answers. And um, yeah, you had to be smart how you worded your question because Tim was always on the money. The one thing about Tim is he really didn't like, like doing a lot of interviews when he was playing. Uh, he did not like – I'm not going to say he didn't like the media, but he was very careful, very guarded in that respect uh, because he was in, as we call it, Timmy's world. He was in his own world just thinking about baseball. But uh, overall, he's uh, he brings a lot to the table. And it's quite obvious that, uh, you know, he's done a very good job getting ready to do this. You know, this is not easy. And a lot of yeah. former players don't understand that you just don't go out there and become a, an analyst right away because you play. You got to do a lot of work, Tim. Since day one, when he got called by Fox and the Angels, he shows up there with his notebook, taking notes, talking to players, coaches, managers, opposing pitchers, everybody around just to get an idea as to what and how to do it right. And he's done a very good job. Yeah, and so I would imagine it's very, it's very humbling for him to be the pinnacle of the player that he was. He reached the top, right, World Series champion. And to make the transition to – it's essentially like him being a rookie again, just as an analyst, right? Yeah, and he was uh, a guy that, uh, I mean, he still, he still asks questions about how to do certain things. You know, he knows I've been doing it for a long time. And uh, myself and Gooby and, uh, you know, Ken French and Patrick O'Neill, uh, there's some things that he knows that, uh, you know, comes with a lot of repetition and yeah. a lot of work and confidence. And you know, we have a great set of producers, too. And the people at Fox have been wonderful in just allowing him to grow, allowing all of us to grow and implement our own ideas and to go out there and be yourself. That's a fun, you know, that's a fun thing about our shows is be yourself, have fun. Uh, yeah. We're not scripted at all. I mean, there's no teleprompter that we just talk, you know, out of our minds and what our heads <laughs> and our homework and go out there and have fun and talk to you fans. Yeah. So you played at, uh, at Cal State Fullerton. That's where I'm currently going there right now. Nice, um, man. Titans. <laughs> go Titans. So I wanted to ask you, if you were playing today, what would be your walk-up song? Oh man, we're uh, we're big fans of reggae. That's what we want to know. I'm a I'm a big salsa merengue guy, man. Okay. Oh man, so I'll probably go with somebody like like a Grand Combo or Johnny Ventura or something <laughs> like that. Okay. But you know what? I would also adapt it to uh like which market I was playing in. So if yeah. I was playing for the Angels right now, my walk-up song. We'll probably be like Vicente Fernandez. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, let's see. Um, so if, if I don't know, you said you're into hot yoga. Have you have you yes. done hot yoga with any current angels, or you know, do you work out with any of them? Or because hot yoga sounds fun, I've never tried it. But 
Oh, man. It, it, it's quite challenging. Let me tell you, man. My wife yeah, introduced yeah. me back in uh, 2007. And it's a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It changes your life. It changes your mentality about life and health and other things you should do. Yeah. Very challenging, though. I, mean, I still go to classes where I get dizzy. And, and I've been doing it for that long. I mean, 13 years. Yeah. And, and man, it's sometimes you're like a little scary sometimes. You're like, man, am I going to recover from this? Before you know it, your energy level just spikes up big time. So um, it's a great way to take care of everybody and, you know, take care of your mind and meditation. Yeah. Uh, be flexible and stretch and hopefully save on some, you know, medical bills on the line. Uh, but I've done it with plenty of guys. I mean, um, let's see, Latroy Hawkins did a show with us actually on camera. Uh, Alex Curry's done it with me. I've been with Pujols. I've uh, been with uh, Scott Casmir, uh, some of the athletic trainers, Irvin Santana. Yeah, Irvin Santana is a great story about uh, yoga. Mike Butcher went with us. Uh, yeah. So Irvin Santana is a guy that um he, he just doesn't sweat. You know, I mean, he's, he's from the island like me, from Dominican, and we sweat, you know. <laughs> but, man, his pores are so tight. So Mike Butcher, our former pitching coach, uh, had been with me to one of the classes, and he's like, oh, my God, this is it's going to kill me and this and that. So he tells Irvin, because Irvin's pitching, and Mike's like, this guy doesn't sweat. Man. <laughs> he goes, hey, Irvin, I got a solution for you. Go to hot yoga with Jose Moto. Why don't you go on and see what it's like? And maybe open up your pores, you know. So yeah. Urban started going with me. He started going with me. Um, his flexibility jumped, I mean, like from a two to a ten. Um, uh -huh. Before I forget, too, you know who did it with me? One of the first guys was Rex Hudler. Oh, we just talked about him last week. That's what we were just talking about yeah. him last week. Hard. It was funny. Very yeah. funny. Um, yeah, oh, we're gonna have to take you up on. I, I'm, I gotta, I'm, I'm interested. Gotta, I, I, let I, me I, tell I, you about the story about you know, Urban Santana. What happened was we were in Baltimore a few years ago. It's like just devastating heat. Okay, 95 degrees, 100 humidity. Feels like 120 out there. He throws seven innings like nothing. Okay, so he goes on. Um, on MLB Network, and they're talking about, man, how were you able to sustain the heat? And, you know, come on, you know, seven innings against, at that time, a pretty good ball club. Yeah. And he's like, I just thought about being in, in uh, yoga with Jose Mota. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the day game in, in, in Baltimore, man. Oh, my That's God. crazy. So, with the way we see it, you could take credit for that, being in high yoga with Jose Mota helped him out. And then it also seems like, because if we're not mistaken, your first year with the club was 2002, right? Right. So it, you're basically the good luck charm. You get a, you hop on with the team and then they win the World Series, take it all away. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what, I have nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm glad I was on that ship, though. I'll tell you that, man. Because yeah. it was me, it was myself, Terry Smith, and uh, the now departed Rory Marcus, first year broadcasting. Man, uh, yeah, for that's that ball club. It, it was the best. You know what thing, too, was that team in spring training had a big brawl, big brawl. And we're like, what? This team is fighting in spring training against the Padres. I remember this. And I'm like, man, this people has some guts. I mean, Troy Gloss, Garrett Anderson, Tim Salmon. Yeah. Aaron Seeley's like, Aaron Seeley's the guy that started the brawl. Aaron Seeley. Aaron Seeley was yes. awesome. He threw it at Ryan Klesko from a, something that had happened a year before. Threw at him in spring training. Wow. And uh, guys came up suspended and all that kind of stuff. But remember, that team started 6-14, and 14, bro. 6-14. and 14. 
and yeah. I'm going, oh my god, I'm I'm the bad luck charm here today. Oh my god, I, I'm not, oh, no, totally the opposite. It's all you. You know what? Totally before about. you know it, I have nothing to do. I'm just glad I got the ring, man, because those guys play their heart out. Yeah, man, I was actually a bunch thinking, of fighters. Um, hot yoga with Jose sounds like a great segment for that's, you. That's perfect. <laughs> you can maybe film a couple interviews doing hot <laughs> yoga. You know what I mean? Uh, like, go back and look at Fox. I actually played a piece of that when uh, we filmed at Irvine one time. Uh, with Latroy Hawkins and Alex Curry. Uh, let's see. That was – if you go back and look at um, what they're playing now called Halos at Home. Yeah. Find it, and you'll see my segment. It's about working out in the garage, doing my high yoga in the garage. Yeah. And also yeah. Uh, you'll see some uh, videos of that, some clips. So, um, you you kind of just mentioned a second ago, the, the 2002 team, they started 6-14, and 14, right? We all know how it ended. It worked out okay. Uh, have you, just in your time around the team, have you ever, was there like a different feeling for that team? Or was it like, did you just yes. go Yeah, I mean, the, 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 here's what happened. That team started 6-14, and 14, and then the Oakland A's were like the talk of the town. They won like 20 in a row. Yeah. But came July, came July, and Bill Stolman made one trade. That was it. And the fans are like, are you kidding me? They're playing better, and – you're going to get one one trade. They got Alex Ochoa from the Brewers. Yeah. For Jorge Fabregas, the catcher, the backup catcher. Okay. And they needed uh, Ochoa to come in to play right field for Tim Salmon later in the game. And that's all that they did. And Mike Sosha, Bill Stoneman as a, as a general manager, all believe that this team has something special. And they were right. What I noticed was there's a lot of late inning magic. There's a lot of unconventional ways of winning. Yeah. Uh, then you see, like, like Lackey. You see, like, Ramon Ortiz, who had a great year. My great friend, the barber, Ramon Ortiz, El Barbero. Um, Aaron Seeley. Um, you see Washburn, Benji Molina, Adam Kennedy, Benji Gill. I mean, Erstad and GA and Gloss and yeah. um, Percy and, and Brendan Donnelly. You go, there's something going on with this team that's pretty special, man. But just the way they started winning games from July on, it was wild. And also, let me make a point about that. In those first three or uh, first three months, there were sometimes crowds of twelve thousand in that ballpark. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yes, nothing, oh yeah, very bad, poor. I think the, that year the Angels only drew maybe two point two million in O two, and then they crossed the three million barrier the next year, and and ever since then with Artie Moreno, yeah. but. That team, man, just a bunch of fun guys that just were not afraid to play. Had fun. They challenged each other. Um, they knew there's another level to be made. But I'll, I think what I like the most about that group is that when they clinched in Texas, I remember this afternoon in Texas, when they clinched, all they thought about was like 16 years without going to the playoffs. And they all thought about, you know, the Mark Langsons of the world and all these guys, you know, like Carew and, and Reggie Jackson, and all these guys that never had a chance at Bobby Gritch, guys that perhaps just were waiting and waiting and waiting to see the Angels take that next step when they finally happen. And I think it's pretty cool to see those guys celebrate and always talk about those guys from the past. I almost – I want to say, because we we dove into the – like the old – I think uh, I almost had an Angels YouTube channel. They put together like a little a little something on the run, the 2002 run, right? And – I want to say, like you said, unconventional ways of winning. And in the oh, broadcast, yeah. they even said, like, they call them the never-say-die halos, right? So it's like oh, yeah. 
they just found a way and found a way. And it was, it was an awesome. Base running, man. Base running. Sean Wooden, one of our, you know, unsung heroes. Yeah. You know, like I mentioned, Benji Gill. I mean, Benji Molina, Jose Molina. Yeah. Uh, ben Weber, all these guys. All these guys were just guys that were no names, really, and just came out there and got the job done where it mattered most, man. Just took care of the Yankees. Yeah. I remember going to Yankee Stadium that series as a wild card. Remember this? As a wild card team. And people are like, oh, the Yankees and the Angels, no match. They're going to yeah. be done in three games. Oh, no. Angels went out there, lost that first game, came back second game and just smoked them. It was like, wow. Yeah. And yeah. Derek Jeter's like, well, for all of you talking about the Angels not having experience, they have it now. Yeah. It takes one game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Man. yep. Talking about, like, all the players having uh, pregame rituals and stuff. Do you have a, a pregame ritual right before you're about to broadcast? Or you're, like, in, like what's your game day like? Uh, my ritual really is to uh, tell God that, you know, I'm doing it for him. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. Uh, I, go, I go over, you know, a couple of biblical verses just to make sure that I'm representing God right and uh, trusting my preparation. So uh, I really don't have any type of, like, superstitions or anything like that. I just say, hey, I'm prepared. Let's go. Let's roll, man. It's going to be fun. And I, love that. I can't call it work. You know, it's not work. It's like fun talking about baseball, right? Yeah, that's awesome. I want to have a job like that. So to me, the best ritual is, to make sure that I do it because I'm doing it for God. And that way the fans can identify more what I'm trying to do for them. Yeah, yeah that's, that's perfect. That's a, yeah. So uh, we, we don't want to take too much of your time. We're going to wrap it up here in a second, but we were last week we were talking about like how cool all you guys seem, right? Like you guys seem, it seems so organic between all of you, like, like you, Victor, Gooby, and you just mentioned it a second ago, like you guys all have fun, right? You guys are all just, Cool. So, are they, like, a good time to hang out with? Do you guys hang out, like, on road trips and everything? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, some guys more than others. I'm one that, um, honestly, I'm not much of a social butterfly. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do hang out with them, you know, at, at times. Uh, go get a cup of coffee. Uh, sometimes there are some team dinners. Uh, but everybody pretty much has their own routines, who they hang out with, uh, different clusters. But when it comes down to picking each other up, we know that uh, we have each other's back and because we see each other every single day for yeah. those many months, you know, we don't want anything to become too monotonous and, and boring. So, uh, you know, we kind of mix with everybody, uh, spend time alone when you need to uh, go out there and share and, and know about their families and learn about college plans and high yeah. school and, and, and sports and stuff like that. So uh, it is a very nice group to work with. Going back to it, I mean, Billy Mack and Michael Leaves, uh, you know, Jamie Maggio, uh, Lindsey, Lindsey Soto, Lindsey Rose. I mean, all these guys just set up a nice, very nice culture for us at Fox and KCAL for us to uh, go out there and, and have a good time and know that uh, what we get to do is quite a privilege. Yeah. Do you, awesome. do you ever uh, – are, are you a bit, are you a golfer? I uh, golf very little, man. I don't have the patience to do 18 holes. Man. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know how people do it all the time, but I know. after like <laughs> after like nine holes, nine holes, I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm same. done. Yeah, What's next? <laughs> it is a great sport. I do like the you know the analytical side and you know trying to figure out which shot, which club, how yeah. far, all that oh, yeah. you know, lay and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to playing like 18 holes, eh, not much to do, man. I'll tell you, <laughs> a little too long. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of looked into a little bit of uh, your foundation. I think started by your family, right? Moda Spaces, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? And then, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing, man. Uh, you know, um, my mom and dad, Annie, 
obviously we grew up with the Dodger family. My dad, Manny Mota, my mom, Margarita. They're both doing well, thank God. Um, but they taught us how to take care of other people, how to be humble, how to share what you have, how to give back those gifts that God gives you. So we learned at a very early age. So I wanted my kids to experience the same thing. And my wife was from the U.S. She was born in New York and grew up here in, in, in California. We would take our trips down to the Dominican to my dad's foundation so our children can live the experience of handing out even a, a, a toothbrush, a toothpaste, yeah. uh, a frozen turkey, uh, you know, a, a loaf of bread, a sandwich. So we want them as young as, you know, two years old to go out there and see what most of the world lives like, you know, how they live. So yeah. that grew into us implementing more of a structured deal with other friends. But my daughter at age, age six, she told my wife, hey, um, i like to do something for those kids back in Dominican. And she went to her principal and said, hey, i like to do something for them. Let's start collecting, you know, use uniforms, uh, baseball equipment, you name it. Soccer balls, hats, sneakers, shoes, anything. So we formed the foundation Motor Spaces and ideally, my daughter turned that into having her friends in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade take a trip down there with her. We as a family will take a group of kids from the U.S., you know, kids that were doing well, obviously. Yeah. They save money for their trips, their parents funded. But we wanted those kids to experience what, was, what is it like to go over there and serve. So since then, over 10 years now, travel for American kids in eighth grade to experience that. Uh, we accept donations, our donations. You can go through our webpage, motospaces.com. Uh, you can make a comment on our Instagram, at motospaces. But there's no middleman. If you send me $10 and you say, Jose, this for a pair of shoes for a little kid, those $10, I'm going to manage, and I'm going to send it to somebody there, and I'm going to say, this is from Carlos or Max, and they want to buy a pair of shoes for that little kid they saw. And you know what? We take so much satisfaction in that because – we are the administration and we make sure that every dollar goes and is spent on either a plate of food, a sandwich, a drink. Uh, we have birthday celebrations for them. Yeah. So that really inspires us to continue to do more. And also to let people like yourself know that it's not how much you give. It could be five, ten dollars, a hundred, five, whatever. It's what you give with your heart that takes care of other people. So uh, go visit our, our Instagram. You'll see plenty of testimonials. Uh, our webpage, again, motospaces.com, to know what we've done. And we continue to, you know, even throughout the pandemic, to handle out, you know, on a weekly basis. Yeah. Help yeah, for some uh, people. But it really means a lot, guys. So thank you very much. No, of course. That's uh, that's what we kind of wanted to get to. We're both pretty fortunate. We've, we've been doing okay through the whole pandemic. And just as a token of our appreciation, the boys here at Rocks and Outfield are going to donate. Hopefully everyone else. Yeah, yeah in fact, uh, you know, Terry, thank you very much, man. Terry Smith, our English broadcaster, he donated some money back in uh, January, and we just had the coolest thing for him because what I do too is I make sure that there's a sign made for that person. Hey, like, hey, Terry and his wife, Sonia, I told our guy over there, say, make me a big sign that says, gracias, Terry and Sonia, for this lunch. And they yeah. fed like, I don't know, 100, 150 people. So it's superb, man. So it, it means a whole lot to me. So thank you very much. Absolutely, yeah. We're just so glad to have you on. And, you know, we can't – we love seeing you now, but I can't wait to see you in the booth, you know, because that means there's baseball. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, me, me too. We got to get going, man. We got to get this thing going. Yeah, yeah no, hopefully, we, hopefully they get it figured out, right? Can't wait to see you out there.